So I think it is important to not only, you know, just tell people about, you know, grieving and 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 our experiences, but give them tools, right? Because that's why we're here. We want to to be a community where people can come and not only share and we can share, um, but also we want to know how do we get from where we are to where we're trying to go to, which ultimately is healing and wholeness, right? In Christ. So uh, yeah, let's get into this next episode and let's carry on the conversation. That that little song get longer and longer every episode. You just gotta sing it too. I let's try it again. Go no, ahead. please don't. Let us let's lie. do it together. Let's, again. As my sister used to say, let's lie and say we did, but don't. Okay, thank you. All right, so yeah, let's jump. The into thing I do the editing, I'll, I'll I'll edit it and do it. Lord in love. Okay, again. All right, so guys, welcome to this episode of the Ordained Love. The last episode, we we got into a, a heavy subject, um, and we were talking about grief and and how it affects our relationships, and and you know what what are some things that um some ways that we handle grief and and different types of grief. Um, We thought it was important to have this conversation because um, let's just face it, relationships, um, especially marital relationships, you're going to walk through all kinds of um, really, hopefully some amazing highs, accomplishments and milestones, children and, and promotions and dreams coming true. But you're also, or we are also going to, um, also walk through that valley. Right. And, 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 and it's hard to be in a place with someone, um, who you love and they are, uh, walking through the dark night of their soul. You know, they're walking through those valleys and they're walking through those times in life where as a partner or a best friend or a sister or whatever, um, you don't have the answers for them. And so um, that's why we thought it was important to um, to do this episode. But before we jump into our content, we want to make sure that we just tell everybody who's been listening, supporting going on the social platforms, leaving your questions, your comments, and your thoughts. We just want to say thank you, guys. We understand that um, while you're listening to this, whether you're driving in your car or you're doing your dishes or your makeup or however you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to it, we realize that you could be spending your time doing something totally different. So we just want to give you guys a shout out for rocking with us. We want to say thank you for hanging in there with us, keeping these conversations going and um, letting us know that you guys are out there. So, uh, Nate, you ready to jump back in uh, to dealing with grief? Let's do it. All right. Why you sound so somber? Because mm-hmm, we're talking about grief. Yeah, but I don't think you, I mean, grief is a somber topic. Um, so, I'm putting the tone that's necessary for the t- conversation. I don't think it's necessary. I, I think everybody can find their find way in their own tone. We don't have to give them a tone. We don't want to bring the people down um, because, and, and, and honestly, you know, you know, all jokes aside, um, 
that's kind of what I want to want to talk about today is um, that that ability that we have right in our attempts to relate to grief right mm-hmm. um to, that is something that um you, we often do right i find that most people um when it comes to grief there's there's usually um one or two responses either they want to hurry up and, and get you out of it and they want to get out of it they want to get away from the the, the person who's grieving or um, they want to they want to walk through that grief with the person while taking on the person's you know emotional. Those are two common responses um, to grief, and 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 I don't want to say that they're wrong um, or right. I don't think it's a matter of wrong or right, but I think that there are definitely healthy ways um, to to walk through grief with someone, um, and and then there are ways. There are ways that are just, you know, truth be told, the person that's grieving is like, what in the hell mm. are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. what, what are you doing? Why are you useful? So I want to get into number one, um, being, being aware and, and mindful, um, and watchful, right? Um, because our job, um, in relationships, right? Under the, um, under the, 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 the the construct of ordained love is to love our love our spouse or our friends or whoever, right? The way that that we are loved um, by Christ, right? And so um, I want to talk about um, ways that what, what what can you look for first of all? Ways that before we can figure out how we can be there for that person, we need to see the person. You know, we need to see them as a person in grief and not just, oh, that's my husband or that's my wife or, you know what I'm saying? You a man, buck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, get it together. You a man, be strong. Um, we need to see that, 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 um, uh, there are signs to grief. And, um, and, uh, I found that, um, um, and I'll just talk about us, um, you know, being in 20, what, 2021, um, you losing your mom to COVID. And, and so just like you didn't tell my story about my dad, um, if you can, and if you, if you're willing, um, share a little bit about, um, that, that for you and what that was like. Yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. Cause it was, it was pretty sudden. Um, so during the summer of 2021, um, she ended up getting sick. Um, thought it was a cold, didn't know what it was, but of course everybody went to go check to see if it was COVID. Um, so she was supposed to actually come to our house and kind of see us. And, uh, she, she was like, well, you know, I'm not feeling well. Uh, you know, she, I, I, I took a COVID test, but I don't know yet. Um, but you know, it was a little minute since we saw my mom. So I was like, no, come on, you know, we'll, we'll do what we need to do. We'll wear the mask. We'll, you know, we'll do the whole social distancing protocols, everything that we need to do, but, you know, definitely come is, you know, of course we didn't know it was COVID at the time. Right. Right. And I remember that. I remember you asking, saying, babe, my mom's sick. She doesn't know. Yeah. And I was like, so tell her to mask up and, you know, and right. come on. Yeah. And, right. and, and I, I think, um, and, and not to cut you off, but I, I, I just think that, speaks to the divine providence mm-hmm. of of God. Yep. Um to me there is just no no nothing that substitutes 
the hand of God in our in our lives. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's very important to just just reiterate that point that we are talking about grief, um, not from a standpoint of handling it on your own, but first and foremost, putting bringing God into that place. You know what I'm saying? Bringing God into that very place where your heart is broken over over the thing that you've lost and and i think even before you lose that thing to the point of of what you're saying about us being able to see your mom um just days before we lost her i think that that is the divine providence of god it was such a gift to be able to um have that time with her um and so um definitely before we even um, go deeper into that story, I think it is important to say that even before the loss occurs, God is already at work. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, because we definitely could have easily said, you know, okay, just when you feel better, mm-hmm. you know, we'll link up. You know, it could mm-hmm. we could have easily done that, but there was this thing, the, yeah, there's this Spirit. urgency, yeah. and it wasn't like, oh my God, you know, there's going, you know, there was nothing like that. It was like, no, we we haven't seen her mm-hmm. for a while. She loves to hang out with Prince mm-hmm. and see Prince. Mm-hmm. He's like the light of them over there, the, my mom and dad. And so, yeah, like I don't, I want you to get an opportunity mm-hmm. to see Prince. Mm-hmm. And so she she came over, her, my dad, my grandma as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all came over. And, um, and yeah, we hung out with them. We spent the day. And then the next day, we came to find out that she indeed had COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my dad tried to take care of it at the house. You know, well, she did go to the hospital, whatever, when she wasn't feeling well. Of course, with COVID, there wasn't really much they could do but let it pass. Long story short, she wasn't feeling well at the house. Uh, a, a friend of hers who's also a nurse started to see some signs like things weren't looking good. Mm-hmm. So she, uh, my mom went back to got admitted and then my dad went home, tried to clean up the house. His mindset is I'm just cleaning up the house, you know, wiping down everything and I'm about to, you know, make room. So when my wife comes back, mm-hmm. got the call. She didn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, I'm getting the call from my dad, mm-hmm. you know, while I'm in while I'm at work at the school. And I get the I get the news, you know, and so yeah, that was that was crazy. And so the interesting thing is that you know after all of that, um, you, initially, of course, it was obviously it was devastating. That's you know that's my mom, um, but my whole thing was even initially I was brokenhearted in the beginning, but immediately my goal was I need to get to my dad ASAP. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't even get a chance to, you know, what does it mean for me? You know what I'm saying? Like grieving the loss. Because mm-hmm. my thing was, uh, my dad, I know he's in bad shape right now. And I need to get to him ASAP before mm-hmm. he does something crazy, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and then so we we did that. We went to go see my dad that same day. Um, I'm the one that pretty much was kind of leading everything when it came to making arrangements and everything for the funeral and everything. I say all that to say that Your grief was put on pause. Exactly. Because yeah. I was there yeah. trying to manage everything, make sure everybody was OK. And God was gracious, too. Like he kind of highlighted moments where I could just like not be, you know, like mm-hmm. there's some times where I had the grace to do a lot. 
And there's some times where I was on the couch watching TV like a vegetable, like, you mm -hmm. know, just like mm -hmm. barely there. You well, know? I, I want to talk about that because when, when, when you, when you are with somebody, rather they're your spouse or whoever you're in relationship with, um, and I'm not talking about just marriage covenant relationship, right? Whoever you're in close relationship, when you, when, when the person is grieving that thing that you're talking about right there. That is one of the things to look for, mm -hmm. um, that detachment from being present, right? They're in the room, but they're not in the room. Mm -hmm. And this could be something as deep as, you know, you lost your spouse, lost their, their mother or their father, or it could be as not, I don't want to say non-trivial, but it could be as common as, uh, my husband or wife lost their job. My wife lost a baby. You know, she was only five weeks pregnant, but she, that's still a loss. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's her first pregnancy. Right. Uh, and, and even us, you know what I'm saying? We, we went through that. We, we, we've only had two pregnancies. Um, thank God, uh, Prince is here. But a year before we, uh, had Prince, uh, we had our first pregnancy and unfortunately uh, that baby didn't make it here. And, and so that was our first pregnancy and to be, and we wait, like it was like three or four years before we even got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you go from, okay, why isn't this happening? Um, I remember I had lost my sister in 2014 we got pregnant in 2015 and we lost that baby. So it was like, not only, you know, my lost my sister and I'm thinking, you know, now this new life is coming and then the, and then you lose that baby. So, so, so during that time or times of grievances and no matter what the loss is, um, you, you should look for those kinds of things, people being detached mm -hmm. or the person, um, n n being in the room, but not being present consecutively. You know what I'm saying? Consecutively. I think um, there there's um, room to give people opportunity and space to process. Sure. And then everybody grieves very differently. Absolutely. You know? absolutely. Everybody grieves very differently. And, and, it, and it, depend, it could depend on the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, like my dad's grief is different than my grief. Mm -hmm. You know, same person, but our griefs are totally different. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I always hear people say you can't tell you know, somebody how to grieve. Right. But there is when you see certain signs like me staying on the couch and just vegging on the couch. Right. That was cool. You know what I'm saying? For the first couple of weeks. You know, weeks. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I'm still dealing. I'm but if that you know perpetuates and then right. you know and there's no right. change. And, and that's and what it, people need it, to look for. Right. Especially when it causes you not to function in other areas. Right. You know, and it's called um signs. it's called abiding grief. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what you want to look for. Everybody grieves. Uh, like I said, no matter what what the loss is, everybody grieves. You, it, when Prince leaves to go to college, that's a loss. I'm gonna yeah, it's a it's a gain at the same time because I'm gaining my time back with you. Hallelujah! I'm so excited to see you <laughs> excited about that, bro. It was all good until it was like, okay, he's seven and he still want to get in our bed. What's going on, Jesus? I thought this was supposed to be done three years ago. But, um, but you know, even then that's going to be, you know, it's going to feel like a loss to my heart. Like my, my baby's leaving me. But, um, but it's that abiding grief. Yeah, because if you have an issue with that weeks in, after he's gone and you're like, still my baby, we, we definitely going to have issues. Boy, bye. 
I'm, when Prince move out, I'm buying a condo around the corner from wherever he going to school at. Wow. <laughs> y'all pray, y'all pray for me. The warriors out there. Y'all pray for me. Look, look, that's my only child so far. Now, if we get some siblings up in here, bye, Prince. But, but, you know, the abiding grief, right? And so the abiding grief is what you want to look out for. Everybody grieves. And like you said, no two people grieve the same way. Um, there is this um, what they call a, acute grief. Right. And that is the grief that we experience at 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 the initial mm -hmm. uh, point of loss. Right. Mm -hmm. That is the shock, the anger, the the sadness, the the you know, all of those feelings that you walk through in, in, a, in a process of grief. But then when you when you find that 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 grief is lingering, it, it, they call it in integral. Right. Where you, the grief is now becoming a, integrated into your everyday life for an extended period of time. Now, then you've get, gotten into abiding grief. And so you need to look for those telltale signs so that you can be aware and then begin to look out for the mental health, the spiritual health, the emotional health mm -hmm. and even the physical health of your partner. Absolutely. And so I know, um, going back to, to you, um, I think, I think there was, um, an abiding grief there, um, because you had to deal with so much of the responsibility. Um, you know, let's face it. Your mom was pretty much the glue literally, um, that held your family together. Um, not only spiritually, but relationally. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I remember, um, you know, you're Haitian, I'm, I'm, I'm black American. And so even though we're both the same relatively near skin tone, um, the, the cultural differences was crazy different. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard at the beginning. That's another episode, but, um, but uh, integrating into that Haitian culture was was a little bit different for, from anything I had experienced. And I remember it was your mom being the person to kind. I remember she called me one day and I was like, oh, you know, hi, Lulu. Um, Nate's not here. And, and she was like, I didn't call for him. I called for you. Mm -hmm. And it totally just broke the ice and set the tone mm -hmm. for the rest of my time with her um, and, 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 and how our relationship, like we had our own relationship separately of you and her, mm -hmm. you know? And so, um, and so you having to not necessarily take that place, but being busy trying to maintain that right. a sense of normalcy, see where the family was still connected and relationships was still being had. Cause that was your mom's role. She was the one who would reach out. She was the one who would say, well, you know, have you talked to this person? Or I talked to that person right, right. and then kind of connect everybody together. Even my, even my dad, I communicated with my dad through my mom. Absolutely. Hey mom, how, how you doing? All I right. think we all do. Dads. <laughs> How's daddy? Daddy dads. Good. Okay. All right. I felt so bad the other day. I stopped by my mom and mom's house, right? I had told her I was coming. She left. Whatever. Okay. Mom, you owe me one. But um uh I got to the house and daddy was outside doing his yard thing. 
And uh, so when I went in, I saw mommy wasn't there. I turned around. And I was like, oh, I can go get me some lunch. <laughs> so then I turned around and walked back out of the house. Daddy was like, you leaving already? <laughs> I felt terrible. I was like, oh, my gosh, I am a deplorable person. Like, why would I not just come and, and just hang out with my dad? But it'd be like after 10 minutes, what are we really talking about, daddy? Bye. I'm going to go get some lunch. Right. So, so yeah, absolutely. Um, she was that go between. And, and so I think in your, um, in your efforts to take care of the responsibility and try to stay connected with your dad and your siblings, um, your grieving process was kind of prolonged, you know? And looking back now, it's funny. I never really thought about it till like, as we were having this conversation, Looking back now, it seemed like I kind of took that and like brought it to something else. Like, so for instance, I was doing again the funeral arrangements and all of that. The whole family was involved, but I was the one that was like, okay, like this is what we're doing. You know, like the one that's intelligibly making these decisions. And what do you guys think? Blah blah blah. And so, but then after after the funeral was done. Then that part was over. Mm-hmm. Then now it's like dealing with the paperwork, you mm-hmm. know, uh, insurance and all of this. My dad, he wasn't in a space where he could deal with. Matter of fact, he stayed in the States for a little bit. Then he, he has a place in Haiti and he had to kind of go away for a little bit. And so I'm the one that's in the States navigating everything and make sure, you know, making sure. Mm-hmm. Um, after all of that, after all of that, you know, that was over. Then that kind of chapter was closed. Now, I I realize now that I brought that to something else. Okay, now I need to set my family up. I need to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And Mm so I I, I was always on. I Mm -hmm. felt like I was always on. So even though the task got completed, I didn't allow myself to just sit in the grief. Mm -hmm. I just kind of move on to the next project. And and you know what that's called? That's another sign um, or a telltale sign that a person is in abiding grief is avoidance, Mm -hmm. right? So the first sign is... Um, uh, the first sign is that they're, what was the first sign? I'm sorry. Lost my dark. The acute? No, no, no. The acute grief is when you, you know, just going through the regular steps of grief, but, um, uh, oh, not being present. Oh, okay. being in the room. You said the signs of abiding yeah, grief. Yeah, the signs of abiding grief. So the first one, you'll see that they're not really there. They're vegging out. But the vegging out is like they're normal. It becomes their normal. Mm-hmm. And then the second telltale sign is avoidance, right? So you were beginning to do everything except for really deal with in depth and deeply your heart and, and your brokenness behind losing your mom suddenly, you mm-hmm. know? And so avoidance is definitely, and it doesn't look like avoidance right? because then it didn't look like avoidance. And I think um, that's why it wasn't, you know, something that you were thinking about. And it really even wasn't something that I was thinking about. And I think that's why we can talk about this topic because we've been through it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a prime believer in, I don't just learn from other people's successes. I also can learn from other people's mistakes. And so when a person is is in, in avoidance and making room for their abiding grief, not dealing with their grief, um, it looks like I'm getting stuff done. It looks like um, I got to get this paperwork taken care of. Yeah, but when's the last time you sat in a room 
and just let your heart break for your mom, you know, or whatever it is that you've lost. Um, as as especially in in a place where you're a spouse, you you is as uncomfortable as it is to go to that place. You have to in order to um, care for your spouse, not in an aggressive way, not in an abrasive way to try to push them to deal with it the way you want them to deal with it, but just a gentle reminder to say, babe, I see you holding it down, but you just lost something important. And I, it's my responsibility mm -hmm. to take care and look out for you. And I need to ask you, when's the last time you let your heart break? And then, and you know, and other things you can do too, you know, besides just simply being there, um, take some of that load off too. Absolutely, you know, take Share some of that load off. Share the responsibility. Yeah, to to help give that person room. Absolutely, you know? that's that's very important. And sharing those responsibilities can be everything from hey, let's take a vacation, mm -hmm. you know, to, hey, don't worry about trying to clean the house or do the dishes. I got that. Mm -hmm. Because that person, the person who is grieving, they really need time to process um, not only their emotions, but their their mental, you mm -hmm. know, their mental state in their mind and to get their, their selves back where they're in the mind of Christ. Because um, when, when the heart is 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 broken that person's not seeing um nine times out of ten through the eyes of uh the holy spirit and through the lens of scripture they're not really seeing that right. in, in that moment because let's face it even that quiet place with god can be uncomfortable when you in a in a place of grief what do you say to god when you feel like god could have stopped your heart from being broken on this level but he didn't mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I know, um, obviously, we've all, you know, suffered loss. It doesn't have to be the loss of a loved one. But, you know, I've suffered some losses in my life where I was like, well, God, well, where was you? Mm -hmm. Was you sleep? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where were you? People say, don't question God. I don't say that. Now, I, I say, I believe that we can ask God questions without questioning God. If does that make sense? Sure. You know, I can say, well, God, I don't understand. And I need you to help me understand without saying, well, are you really God then right. since you didn't do this for me? Right. You know? And so I believe in asking God questions um, without necessarily questioning who he is. You know what I also believe? What? That we're going to have to do a part three because we are out of time, guys. We thank you so much for joining this episode of the Don't y'all hate that? Ordain love I can't podcast. stand that. If there's the worst thing now, like about this podcast, <laughs> is this abrupt cliffhangers that no it's not even a cliffhanger like this is the format this is what it is so i'm that person at church if your church say if your church service say you start at 10 and you end at 12 30 mm. and you trying to hold me hostage to your emotionalism wow and, 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 and don't, you, don't please don't be chopping the, the church vote down i ain't chopping the church with that i'm just pastor. saying i'm just saying if your church service say you supposed to get out at one o'clock they don't say and what, it's three o'clock most of them don't say what time they and get I, yeah they do they say from like yeah they do <laughs> <laughs> but nevertheless if we is there i'm gonna give you that first half an hour well the good thing is and then after that first half an hour i'm done oh, okay i'm yeah. out
Okay. So the good thing is, is that we are on every Monday and, and every Thursday. Thursday. So there's always on episodes. <laughs> there's always <laughs> episodes coming. First thing in the morning on Monday, first thing in the morning on Thursday, you get an, an, an extra dose of ordained And we're going to get you off this podcast on time. Right, Praise the Lord. Right somebody. when you get from your destination, you leave your house to get to your destination. We'll be Boom. right about You know, there. you got that 20, 25 <sighs> minutes. Boom. And you know what else? I love the fact that the Holy Spirit shows up. Every time mm-hmm. in that short period of time. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. <laughs> Please link up with us. We're looking forward to hanging out with you guys again on the next time on the Ordain Love Podcast. We'll see you guys on episode three. Bye.